0: Well, with the dozens and dozens and dozens of our number who are traveling this week and who are worshiping in other places today, it seems like there ought to be a a reward or a bonus for those of you that chose to stay here and chose to be here in worship today. And so tonight I'm going to reward you. My gift to you this evening is that I'm going to be relatively brief with the hymn study Tonight and uh, it's not just because I want to uh, reward you tonight but also because uh, really I've already laid a lot of the groundwork for what I want to say about this particular hymn tonight I've already said it in this morning sermon this morning and I'm looking around the room and I, it seems like just about everybody I think was, was here this morning to hear that lesson uh, we learned from John the eighth chapter in verse twelve what it means when Jesus said that he is the light. Of the world. Now Jesus provides the guidance and the direction that God's people and just people always have needed in order to navigate throughout this life. And we even began with using that imagery of a, of a lighthouse. And I do think that that is a, it's a pretty good illustration of, of the role that Jesus plays. Think about how Jesus, just like a lighthouse, He's, he's high above the, the dark and stormy sea. His light is able to radiate out all across, in his case, all across the whole world, and it's able to point people to the way of safety. That certainly is an apt metaphor, and I think that if you were to talk to a sailor, and if a sailor had any understanding about Jesus and about who He is, they probably would agree that that is a very fitting illustration. However, most sailors would also probably say that if your ship is approaching land on a dark, and rainy, and stormy, and moonless night, then even with the lighthouse, there's still going to be a certain amount of anxiety and fear as you approach the land. Because while that bright beam of the lighthouse, it is indeed providing a very a very definite point of direction. We at least know, okay, got to go in that direction, got to go north. We have to go stay focused in that particular direction. Still... There's going to be some concern about being able, once you start getting close to land, about being able to steer close to the rocky shoreline without actually crashing. You want to be able to make it safely into the passageway into the harbor. We want to get to land. That is the goal here. But we don't want to be crashing into rocks, and we sure don't want to run the ship aground. Well, what do we need to help us here? We've already got this. We've got that great upper light, Jesus. He's been guiding us all the way to the land. What do we need now? Well, what we need is we need some, well, we need some good lower lights. We need some lower lights that are able to illuminate that, that very narrow channel that serves as the entrance way into the port and into the harbor. Why, without those lower lights than the helmsman of the ship, he may as well just be doing this blindfolded especially if the darkness and the storms are compounded by rain and maybe even lots of fog. That just heightens the level of danger even more. But when you have those lower lights that are beaming, maybe even flashing, and they're burning, and what are those lights? Well, those are the lights from, from the houses, there along the harbor, from other buildings along the harbor, maybe just light posts there along the harbor. Those various lights that are there along the shore, when you have those, then navigating safely into port, it is usually achieved with great success. And you know what that means? What that means is, is that means if Jesus is the upper light, then you and I, we are the lower lights, right? Right? We, those of us who are Christians, we play a very important role in rescuing sinners from the stormy seas of sin and darkness. In fact, it is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and in verse 5 where Paul would write there and say that we are, we are children of the light. We are reflections, we are to be images of Jesus Christ in this life. We are charged with shining our light before others so that they may see our good works and in return glorify the Father in heaven, that famous passage in Matthew chapter 5. We have been tasked with helping people to see the glorious light of the gospel, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. We are charged with showing and sharing with people God's Word, that book that I'll remind you the psalmist describes as being a lamp to my feet and a light to my path? That's our job. We are partners with the upper light. We are partners with Jesus Christ in this great rescue effort to save the souls of lost men and lost women. The question is, and I think this is a really good question to be asking to a group like this on a Sunday night. The question is, are we doing our part? Are we being those lower lights? This song that we're about to sing, number 237, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning, and I'm not going to dissect all the words because really I've just talked about the song and all the things that I've just said. This song really challenges us to think about whether we are helping to rescue and to save or if maybe on the other hand what we are doing through our carelessness or through our neglect, maybe we're helping people in the wrong direction Maybe we're actually helping to make people's souls be absolutely shipwrecked. In fact, the guy who wrote this song back in 1871, Philip P. Bliss, he was actually provoked and got the idea to write this hymn because he had heard about a terrible shipwreck that had occurred and lots of people died. They died in a watery grave all because the lower lights were not burning. Could we ever be guilty of that? Could we be guilty of that to where our our spiritual lamps, if you will, that is our, our words and our conduct and our example and our influence, they're not burning nearly as brightly as they should. And as a result, some poor soul that's out there drowning, maybe we're talking about a friend, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a co-worker, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's an erring brother or sister in Christ, they end up being eternally lost All because either A, we repelled them by our miserable example, or B, we just didn't say anything. and We didn't do anything to rescue them. And so as we think about that, as we think about our role in serving Jesus in being the lower lights, I want to extend two very specific invitations as we sing this song. First of all, if you are a Christian, number one, Christian... Is your lamp burning brightly? I I, may go around the room and I can maybe kind of guess about that, but really only you and the Lord know that, as to whether your light is burning like it ought to for Him. And if it's not burning like it should, then, then what do we need to do to remedy that? Can we help you to make your light burn brightly more so than it has in the past? And then secondly... Let me extend this invitation to anybody in the audience who is not Christian. Friend, are you the person in this song who is the one that is in need of rescue? Are you, in the words of this song, are you the fainting, struggling seaman that needs help, that needs rescuing, and that needs saved? We want you to know that right now, what we're doing is we're throwing out the lifeline. We're throwing out the lifeline, and we're not the ones who are going to rescue. You actually... Actually, the Lord's going to do the rescuing. We're just here to assist and to help in some way, to bring you to safety, to bring you into the fold of God, to the family of God, so that you can be saved and you can go to heaven when this life is over. If there is anybody here this evening who needs to obey the gospel, or if you need to come back to the Lord in repentance and need to serve Him in a better way, then we stand ready to help you right now. Why don't you come forward while we stand and while we sing.